So welcome to the Intern Whisper Live, the show all about the future of work and internships. Reminder listeners, you can call us live on the air. <clears throat> the phone number is 407-582-2906. And you can also chat with us online through Intern Pursuit's Facebook Live chat. Coming up in this episode of the Intern Whisper Live. Looking for internships? Sign up with the Intern Pursuit at www.internpursuit.tech. Our guest insight, or our guest tonight is Trish Murphy, U.S. Air Force veteran, owner and founder of Trident Marketing Agency and chair of the Orlando FAVOB, Florida Association of Veteran-Owned Businesses. So how can you find us on Intern Pursuit? You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find our game on Facebook and also Twitter. And guess what? The game page has gone live, people. So you can listen to us live on Valencia College Radio, and you can watch us live on Facebook. Uh, follow Intern Pursuit, and you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906, and chat with us online. So I'm hoping we have chatters tonight. Orlando Devs is a nonprofit organization <coughs> made up of a community of software developers in Orlando. Whether you love writing code or just start getting started, you are welcome to check out Orlando Devs Meetup to connect with software and IT professionals. Their website is orlandodevs.com. Thank you, Orlando Devs, for being a patron of the Intern Whisperer. All right, technical difficulties. We're just moving on. So that's our transition music. Oh, you might have the music down. Make sure it's all the way up. Okay, keep going. Anyway, our Intern Pursuit news. Students, do you want to work with one of our great employers or with Intern Pursuit? Go to internpursuit.tech to sign up and create your profile. And employers of all types and sizes are invited to be part of our early adopter beta program. You can take advantage of special pricing before the end of 2019. Contact us at info at internpursuit.tech for more information. And do you want to play our game? Go to internpursuit.games to check it out. So welcome, Trish, to the Intern Whisperer. And it's been a journey today. It has. Thank you <laughs> yes. for having me. I'm so glad you're here. So you can tell our listeners your last name. I know we said it earlier, but your last name, your profession, your business, all of that good stuff. Tell us all about it. All right. Well, my name is Trish Murphy, like you heard before. Um, I'm actually a native uh, Floridian, so I give out autographs occasionally for that. Yeah, there's not many of those. Not many of us. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I'm a business owner, so I own Trident Marketing. We're a small boutique uh, marketing firm here in Orlando, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I am a mom of four and chairman for the Florida Association yeah. of Veteran-Owned Businesses. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. And you've got like grown kids, I think, right? Are they little or? I'm in a grown? really good, good uh, place. So I have yeah. two newly minted adult children. Newly minted. Newly minted. Mm. Brand, brand new adults, uh, 19 and 20. And then I have 13 and 15 year old who are pretty cool guys. Yeah, that's nice. Three boys, you said, right? Three boys and a girl. Okay. So they must be protective of their sister. We're going to hope so. They, yes, protective and um, annoying. Okay. <laughs> I know that. I was the only girl and I had two brothers. So it's, yeah, poke, 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 poke. But yeah, don't mess with my sister. Pretty much. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's pretty cool. Okay. So where did you go to school? What was your major? And how does it relate to your job now? 
I I attended Western Governors Uni- University. Where is um, that? I don't know. It's it was started in Salt Lake City. Um, mm. So it's actually a, a primarily online college. Um, oh. I didn't go back to college to finish my degree till I was thirty. I won't tell you how long ago that was, but um, you look thirty. I I okay. There you go. So yeah. I I just started college. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my youngest had was six months old. And wow. I knew that I did the math. I realized, uh-oh, I need to get in gear and use this GI Bill. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to lose that opportunity. I won't have Wait, that benefit. Not, and I'm dead serious. There's not a, um, like, you don't get to keep that forever? No, you have a, well, I don't know how the post 9-11 GI Bill works, but the one that I signed up under, we had 10 years after transitioning out Whoa. to use those benefits. Otherwise, they went away. Um, so I did quick math. I was like, okay, it's time to get this ball rolling. Um, I had four young children at home. I was homeschooling, and my husband at the time had a job who that kept him pretty yeah. busy 60 to 80 hours a week. So I knew that if my education was going to happen, I needed to do it um, with a very flexible and at-home um, curriculum. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So this I did my search, actually. I didn't even know what I wanted to do as far as majoring. So I decided I went a different route. I chose a college first. Um, I checked out a handful of online colleges. And at the time, uh, Western Governors University was the only not-for-profit online college. Wow. Right. So they interviewed me. They're like, we want to make sure you're a good fit for us. The other ones, I was getting this you know, car salesman spiel. So I wasn't comfortable with that. I didn't feel right about it. Um, I fell in love with Western Governors University, and then from there I chose a major. I really didn't want a teaching certificate, although you would think I would if I was homeschooling, but I knew that wasn't something long-term I wanted to do, to pursue. Okay, that sounds really wise, too. <laughs> it, yes, and additionally, so there was like business majors and nursing majors, so I'm like, well, I'm not going to be an MBA, and I definitely don't want to get into healthcare. So funny, um, and you own your own business, and I you do. didn't want the MBA. Correct. Amazing. Right. But this was, you know, forever ago. So I'm like, well, let's go with marketing. And, um, you know, three quarters of the way through it, once I started getting into classes that were very specific to marketing management, um, I just really fell in love with it. So when I graduated, um, I had a couple of friends who owned businesses and I was like, hey, can I do some free marketing for you? And I cut my teeth mm-hmm. and kind of went that way and then after a while I'm like you know I really love this and I think I could do this for other people so interesting fact our little girl over here sorry not little girl grown woman I am little yeah Sydney um she is a marketing person also here from UCF excellent yeah and Hernando is yeah marketing as well yeah UCF all right go marketing yeah so they are and so this is really interesting because we'll look at Maybe a little bit of like how classes have changed from when you were in school to where they are now. Well, there's probably, you know, social media classes there. There wasn't when I was. Yeah, in. none of that was around when we <laughs> were That wasn't around. Um, the classes I took, I would say, really prepared me for the fundamentals um, of what marketing is and kind of the rudimentary understanding, you know, branding. Uh, brand placement, all the branding concepts, kind of your foundational concepts that help me understand the major concepts and to understand the breadth of Mm. what the marketing industry really is. 
And it helped me understand that. And honestly, my real education started after I graduated because in marketing, it is all about application and real business problems and challenges. You can read all these wonderful case studies and classes and read, you know, your textbooks and those are great. But until you're dealing with a business who has a real problem or a real challenge or a real goal, um, it's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree. So I know when we were talking offline, you had said you had never done an internship. Not myself, no. Yeah. And I think that um, for me, my major was English and I had not done an internship either. I was pretty much thrown into a classroom. There was a teacher that had left and they said, okay, this is truly what they told me. Keep them as high school. I was teaching high school. Keep them in the classroom for the last six weeks. The teacher had left. Oh, wow. Do you know how hard that is? Wow. It's really hard. Don't let them wander the halls. Keep them in the classroom. And they had given me a TV, a pacifier, basically, to watch movies every day. And I went, what? That didn't seem right. So it was a a really different kind of a mess. No, mix of students. I had drama. I had ninth grade English. I had um, journalism, and then I had, uh, there was something else that was different. None of the classes were all the same, so there was no repetition. And I just remember going, okay. (laughs) So I wasn't really qualified to teach any of those classes. And I had not done a teaching internship. So that was tough. I guess uh, you could classify my free working as an internship in a way. Um, so it was, it just, was an investment. I see that as an investment. Yeah. You were investing in yourself. It absolutely was. Yeah. And it was fun. So yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Totally cool. So now you guys years later and Hernando's new onto the show. So welcome yes. Hernando. Hello. I'm happy yeah. to be here. And Sydney's over there running the board, doing a good job. Mm-hmm. All right. So school's different and you guys are in internships. Yes. And why did you choose to do an internship Hernando first? I think mainly it's like what she's saying, like you can read all the textbooks you possibly can, but really there's no practical, you know, education you can really get in a classroom. You want to kind of build your confidence as a professional, you know, and I I didn't really have that. So I wanted to really just push myself, get myself out of my comfort zone and really just jump in. And I think that's what trial by fire really today. <laughs> <laughs> we have had that all today. How about you, Sydney? Is my mic on? It should be. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Well, why I did an internship? Well, I'm actually, you know, studying communications and entertainment. And in the entertainment world, if you don't have anything on that resume, you're out of here. You know, it's not enough to say, oh, I did the schooling, I did the classes. No one really cares. So I had a struggle finding an internship because in a place like Orlando, where everybody wants one, is so many people. Like you would think because I'm coming from Gainesville, which is a smaller city, you would think coming here, it'd be easier, but it's actually just more people looking for the same thing. Yeah. So when I found this one, I was so grateful because now I can have some applied learning that isn't just something I wrote down on a piece of paper as a related course that I took at UCF. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, Trish, but like school projects don't mean a whole lot to me as an employee. No, yeah. no, it, no. Because you had a whole mm-hmm. semester to work on it. That's not my time. You right. Know, my time is like, oh, today I need it today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about what your company does and how it is unique. 
My, my company, we, I work specifically with small businesses and I'll tell you why here. It's because small businesses always have a story behind their, why they do what they do. Hmm. There's a reason their colors are the way they are. There's a reason their logo is what it is. There's meaning behind every one of it. Um, you know, every one of those elements, there's a story. Oftentimes it's a passion and that's very easy to connect with and resonate with. And I use that story and essence of who the small business is to create content um, and position them so that they can speak to their audience and connect with their target market that way. I like that because my major was English. It is about telling stories. And I also like that exactly, exactly like what you said. I picked all of my colors for a reason. Right. And it's part of my story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. So it makes it easy. It's selfish. So it makes it very easy um, from my perspective. Additionally, I find that small businesses tend to be the biggest victim mm. of some shady practices, for mm. lack of a better word. There's no offense to anybody's particular, but I have seen often that marketing businesses will per, will hunt down small businesses and try to sell them services that maybe aren't necessarily the best fit for this small business. Right. Um, at least maybe not the best fit at for the time being. Right. So every small business is different. Their needs are different. Their challenges are different. Their budgets are usually very small. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't be really effective with a small business, it, you know, with that um, smaller budget. It just means you have to be very selective as to where you spend those dollars. Exactly. And that's what I do well for my clients. I believe I can make a difference for every small business, anywhere from, you know, just a few hundred dollars a month. I can make a difference. Um, and I have seen small businesses who have used their entire marketing budget for one service and it just did not produce the return of investment that they were hoping for. They, they essentially put all their eggs in one basket. Yeah. It may not have been the basket that, that was going to give them return that they needed for the amount of money. Um, so, so it would be like putting all of my um, marketing dollars into an email campaign. And if I didn't have a lot of followers, that's maybe not a good Exactly. It's a very good example. Or being talked into doing search engine optimization. Well, that's a good service, but at the same time, it takes months and months and months to gain traction. And if it's not an online sales business where they do a lot of online transactions, is it really the best? Yeah. Probably, you know, may not be. Mm-hmm. So um, I just kind of take a look at what, where they're at, just the scope of their entire marketing, um, what they've got going on, what their sales are, their personality, their budgets. Um, so each is very different. And you guys have questions about this? Because I'm pretty sure you're studying this kind of stuff. That's I mean, like buyer personas. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. I mean, it seems like you really prioritize what each individual business should be doing, whatever's most effective for them. So it's not just one, uh, you know, tactic or like plan works for every single business. Right, exactly. So not, you know, there's, it's never one size fits all ever. Right. And um, I don't, I don't never push a service onto a client that it's not the best fit for them. And I think that word unique is really key with what you just said, because the unique thing is that every business, their need is unique. So you're unique in the same way that you're right. customizing it. I like to tell people, you know, I, 
provide marketing services with a heart. I actually care I about your that. business. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I actually care about, about these business owners and I understand what their challenges are. And oftentimes I'm like, geez, I wish I could do more, but I can't work for free. I would love to, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. Right. You have bills. I do. And children. Yes. Four of them. That cost money. Yes. <laughs> they like to eat all a the time. lot. Yeah. yeah. They're they really grown. Yeah. Every single day. Mm. Yeah. 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 Food is a good thing. Okay. So what do you think the future of marketing looks like? The marketing type business and 10 years, 20 years, like think really far into the future. You know, where do you see that going? Because off you know, when, before the show started, you and I were just chatting briefly about the whole VR thing. Right, right. Well, let me start by saying social media is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Oh, no. Print advertising is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. I agree. Billboards, all of these elements that we currently use, um, they're all here to stay. They may change a little bit. We may scale them back a little bit. They may not be as broad as what they have been in the past, but they're not going anywhere at all. Um, so the short term future VR is the next biggest thing that's coming. Absolutely. Um, what comes, oh, go ahead. Well, we have TV and we, we used to have just TV, but now we have YouTube and we have, everybody has some way of disseminating their message. So it's become that you can have your own channel. You can do your own broadcast. So it's like radio. There's just all of this stuff that to me is sometimes noise. Right. Because we're competing against not just the big, big boys, so mm -hmm. to speak anymore. It's like everybody is out there. We have a, a great big conversation going on. Yeah. Um, and that's not going, I think that's a great thing. It's not going away. Yes, there can be a lot of noise. Um, but the way it is now, we can be really selective. So here's where I see marketing going. Um, some things I, I, I see coming. Um, this movement of personalization I see that really taking off. Mm -hmm. um, I see the movement of customization. So you choosing what you see or listen to when mm -hmm. is huge. You see that reflected in some of the newer businesses like Uber Eats and HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to somebody, we were actually talking about services like HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you're so lazy. You can't even go to the store and get your groceries um, now grocery delivery is back, Shipped. right? Grocery delivery is back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was back in the 50s. A lot of people think that that's new. It's not. That's I thought so that was good. Right. right? Well, yeah. So you're going to see. It's because I'm 22. That's right. why. No, that's okay. Yeah. You're going to see things that have services and business. Cycle back. You're going to see some things come back into, um, fashion for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so you'll see again, that's an example of the personalization. Now I've had in conversations with people about services like HelloFresh and the grocery delivery. Um, and you know, folks will say, well, then you won't even have to, to leave your house. You know, you can work from home. You don't even have to leave. And my response to that was, you're right. They don't have to leave. They choose to leave, meaning mm -hmm. they don't have to go to the grocery store. They can choose what they spend their time on. They mm -hmm, choose exactly. the reasoning for leaving the house. Mm -hmm. Why would, you know, if you need to get to little Susie's gymnastics um, practice and your time is limited and you have to choose between dropping her off and running to the grocery store and coming back instead of spending that time with your child, 
you know, you can do that and have your shipped, have your food delivered. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's more and more choice being given to the consumer and businesses are figuring this out, that this is something we want. Um, And it's not being lazy. Like I've had people say, oh, people are just lazy. They don't want to have to go to the grocery store anymore. I'm like, no, they're not being lazy. They have the ultimate choice now that Mm -hmm. they didn't have before. So you'll see that trend continuing. Um, You will see more, when I say personalization, you will see more and more the humanity of the content will continue. Okay. So for example, um, anything telling stories. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Right. Getting personal stories. So the humanity is still very much alive. Um, People want to connect with other people. We're doing it in different ways than we've ever done prior to this, but that's That's actually how adults learn. Yeah. through storytelling. We did that when they were little. We would tell them stories. It's how all of the generations, if you look back into biblical times right. through now, people tell stories, and that's how adults right. learn. Well, even before the written word, um, yeah. you know. Hieroglyphics. They, yeah, we, yeah, they told stories. You know, there was a storyteller in a tribe, and that whole person's entire purpose in that community was to memorize the story of their people, and they pass it along. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely not new, but the, con- the human connection, that trend's going to continue. The, the automation will be part of it, but it needs to be more human. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so you'll see the automation becoming more human and you'll see ultimate decision, the choices being mm-hmm. more in people's hands. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I've seen a couple of, uh, YouTube videos too, where, they had made it look like when somebody was calling in to get information about uh, scheduling a haircut, it was a Google, I believe this was the commercial. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you guys I know what I'm talking one. about. It was um, Google AI, artificial mm. intelligence, and it sounded, honest to goodness, like a real person. So, no, I can't come in and do my hair at 10 o'clock. What else do you have? Well, just a minute, let me check. Oh, what about 12 o'clock? And this was not a real person, and it sounded like a real person. Right, right. So it's an excellent example. Um, One quick thing before we move on is pay attention to technology, because technology will vastly change um, how we market. But regardless of what comes, again, everything else we're doing now will always be there. So when the tablet came out, the Kindle, when that came out, the big uproar was, oh, we're not going to have printed books anymore. And um, that just yeah. didn't happen. Are we printing less books than we did? Yes. But now it's become kind of a cool thing to have a printed book. Yeah, it is. Right. You know? yeah. our, ta- our need for tactile didn't yeah. go away. The kinetic away. side of it. Yeah. Right. Kind of like how vinyl has come back like all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. People want something real. Right. So, and on to online shopping. We can buy things on Amazon all the time, but that doesn't mean your in-store experience is null. It just means there needs to have a real experience in the store. I love going to the grocery store. I like to look at the new products myself. I can't do that online. It would take forever. And I, I, I don't feel like that's a really good effective use of my time, but I do like wandering down the aisles and looking at all of the products and then picking them up and being able, you know, the fresh fruits, the vegetables being able to look at it and go, hmm, do I want this? Trader Joe's, I love it. They let you sample it inside oh. of Trader Joe's so it's more sensory experience mm-hmm. and then it also increases sales. So right. I feel like there's this place where people do like that. They do enjoy it because it is an experience 
and, and now it doesn't become something that's drudgery. Right. They take their, of course, right. kids are in the grocery store. But now I can be more selective. So the things that I buy all the time, like dog food, I know which dog food I'm going to buy. Yeah. Why do I need to stop what I'm doing and run into the pet store to get the same stinking thing that I get every get time delivered. and just have that thing delivered? I, The soap it I use sense. in my laundry is the same. And I never want to run out of that, the toilet paper, all that stuff. So that stuff I can easily order, um, have it show up when I need it to. And I don't have to spend time in the grocery store picking those things, but I can go if I want to create a new recipe or mm -hmm. I want to touch my vegetables or I just want to peruse and you know, what's a new potato chip that's out that maybe I want to try or mm -hmm. I or agree. Whatever. I agree. So the VR experience, you know, that's what we were talking about initially virtual reality is how could we even do more of that? I saw now, I think this comes into marketing too. Um, personally, I like trying on clothes, but there's, you know, I, a hologram and my image is up there and it's trying it on and it has exactly my proportions. But to me, that's not still the same because I like, I want to know how it feels on my body. Right, and right. Like if I do this, if I stretch right. or whatever. And I don't think you can get that in a VR experience. You can't, but I can definitely see the appeal to that. Yeah. I, some of it, don't you think it's more of a, oh, it's novel. It's something new. Oh, there's an element to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's part of it. Okay. So you served in the military. Um, tell us about that. You know, how long were you in? If you don't want to disclose, that's totally fine. But what branch and all of that good stuff? Um, well, so I was in the Air Force and I was in there for four years and I was actually a mechanic. So no way. Yeah. Uh, oh, think of that. A woman mechanic in the Air Force. In the Air Force. Yeah. Yes. So I tell people that and they're like, you don't look like you were a mechanic. I'm like, I know. It's <laughs> kind of the point. Um, yeah. so I chose that actually because, you know, when I was what 19, I was out of college. I really didn't know what I would wanted to do. I was going to Valencia, just kind of getting some of my core classes and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I didn't have a passion. I just felt like I was doing drudgery, working full time, taking classes. It just kind of stunk. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, I just had a friend passing me like, Oh, you should go on the military. And I just blew it off. And then six months later, I'm like, you know, I'm tired of not really having a direction in my life. So I'm out and I'll never forget this. I walked into my recruiter's office, um, kind of down there by the fashion square mall, not too far. Above, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So we had an office there and I walked in, it was like probably an hour before closing. And he's like, what can I do for you? I'm like, I want to join. He was, and then he just like started his sales, you know, pitch that they have. I'm like, no, I'm just going to stop you. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to join. What do we need to do? So, yeah. Stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay. And he's like, we just kind of went through the list. Like, you know, so what you need to do. So let's get you signed up to take the ASVAB and here's where you take it. And how did your parents feel about that? Oh, well, dad was prior army. He was so funny. Uh, so he was army mechanic as well but for motor pool and then uh but he was in korea and uh, he never really talked about it um oh there goes my phone i'm so sorry that's okay that's chris buxton actually hey chris um he's a owner actually owns the sausage shack in winter park oh that's a good place I've there. <laughs> that's a really good place yeah uh, so that's my buddy has a little early plug-in there and um so your dad so was a dad mechanic. Was, yeah. Yeah. So I told mm -hmm. him, I'm like, I was so afraid to tell him. I don't even know why, but it just was right. Maybe because it wasn't his branch of the military. No. Oh no. So 
if you, you were in the Navy out there, I'm sorry. And uh, th I'm just saying what he said. And uh, I'm like, Dad, I'm going to go in the Air Force. He's like, well, at least it's not the Navy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. But no, he said, that's, he said that's the best branch to be in. He's like, you guys get to sleep in buildings. And we were in tents. So. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So we get the. So that's. And um, it's surprising, though, that your mom didn't have an opinion about that. Um, no, mom really didn't. She's like, whatever you want to do. So no, she didn't really have much of an oh, My grandmother did. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you this cute little story. So uh, we were in Jacksonville and my, this is my dad's mother. She was a Southern belle, very prim and proper, had that Southern twang, you know, imagine the Savannah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Picture. yeah. 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 Me too. So she was born and raised in Savannah. So this was, mm. was her as a Southern belle. She passed away in 97 at 86. So she was born about 19, the 19 teens. Yeah. So very, very Southern belle, prim and proper. Um, but she also pushed her own barriers. So she didn't have much room to talk. Um, we told her, you know, I told her it was one in the military. We were in the car and I was in the back seat with her. My dad was driving and he hung me right out to drive. Mm. And we told, she's like, well, what you going to do? And I told her I was going to be a mechanic. She's like, huh? She was quiet for a moment. She's like, why don't you go? You need to be a nurse. Why aren't you going in there to be a nurse? And she just like lit into me. And you think yeah. dad said anything? No. <laughs> I was like, thanks a lot. I appreciate yeah. that. But oh yeah, she was not, she did not think that was a good idea at all. But was she okay. worried about your safety? Is that it? Absolutely or, not. Like, the only woman, mm -hmm. the only woman that was in that field, right? No. Um, so where I was at, there was, I was the only woman of a hundred, um, wow. in a hundred. Well, the only woman was in, she was admin. So out of all the mechanics, I was, I was the only female mechanic, um, for about a year or so. And then one more came in, but two out of a hundred, there yeah. wasn't very many of us. Um, and that was a time in the Air Force where we, women were really pushing boundaries to be accepted into um, career fields where it was primarily men. Yeah. Um, so about that mid-90s, that same stretch, we, you know, we ended up having like our first Navy pilot, the first Air Force pilots, not just pilots, but um, uh, like combat pilots. Yeah. So, you know, flying fighter jets and those types of things were kind of you know, we're really pushing the edge of the boundaries at that point. Um, did you feel that you were discriminated against? Did, how did the men receive you? Never, never overtly. Um, I think most of the offenses um, or discriminations was just probably out of stupidity. So bless their hearts. Okay. For the most part, they tried. Um, and, and the stupidity that, that came really was from the guys who were of my own rank. So they didn't, you know, they're not really, they're kind of stupid at that age anyway. But yeah. I think we all are to an extent. But um, it yeah. was, it was the, the sergeants, the staff sergeants, tech sergeants, uh, master sergeants, you know, had their heads screwed on. They were pretty good about it. So there wasn't much overt, um, That's good. but they tell dirty jokes. I'm like, guys, you know, I'm standing right, right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, it was funny. I'm like, yes, but I yeah. didn't want to hear it, but that's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but man, fortunately, you know, nothing overt. I know there's horror stories out there um, from women. And, you know, I, I'm not making light of those at all. So I just want to say I was, I had a very good experience in that regard. You know? Yeah, kind of maybe more like brothers that were maybe a little protective, maybe? Oh, very much. So the guys in my, in my small unit, um, so we, you ha we had a flight, which was broke up, that's like 100 people. And then we had like, what, six or seven different subunits. And each subunit, um, 
we served a different squadron of aircraft. So we had four on the base. There were no three um, fighter squadrons. There was a a heavies squadron. So your C-130s, your 141s, all your big transportation um, planes. And then yeah. there was the AWACS. So that's the secret people. So there were, you guys know what the, ra the AWACS is. It's a big radar plane. Right. It goes yeah. up, does all the recon. Yeah. yeah, it's massive. Um, so each, we were all broke up into two smaller units. So the guys I worked with on a, on a regular basis, I they knew that I could work circles around them and I didn't goof off and um, you know, there's a few times I'm over there bending wrenches and I look them and they're all at the break table. I'm like, Hey, what are y'all doing? You know, it's not break time. Let's go. Um, so, but it was the guys who didn't work with me on a daily basis that I had to prove myself to every day. Yeah. They just had, you know, and that's okay. It is what it is. Yeah. It, that's pretty cool. Instead of being upset about it, I just, I used it to make myself better. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So how did you uh, prepare and cross over for that next phase? Because we're like almost on the end of this first segment. We're going to be taking a break here in a minute. But you an answered one of those questions. But now you went from, and I guess you answered it really because you must have gotten married and then you had kids and then you went, okay, I'm going to go to school. Right. So, so my decision to transfer out actually um, was thanks to my daughter. She was born. Um, and at that time, while you were in, yes. So I was still active duty, but she was born about six months before I was going to transition uh, or re-enlist. So I had to make that decision right about that window of time that I found out I was pregnant. I actually was pursuing a, a job change. I was going to reach train and take a flight job, um, oh. which would have been really, really cool. Um, but then I found out that I was, I was pregnant, married at the time, I was pregnant. I was like, well, now I really have to decide. I was still in that window of time where I could choose to to um, transition out. So I changed plans. At the time, the Air Force was still very heavily patrolling um, the no-fly zone in Iraq. So all the major bases, if you had a fighter um, squadron on your base, you were, to some extent, we had six-month rotations. There was always a group of people in Iraq wow. um, every six months. So I knew that I had been in for three years. My time was ticking. It was just going to be a matter of, I, I was going to get hit. If I reenlisted, I knew I was going to get tagged to go. And you had a baby. I had so a baby. No way. There was no way I was leaving that little thing. Now, what I know now, teenagers, um, hey, I'll go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, I got to go. Oh, sorry, guys. I'll see you later. But um, no, there was no way I could, could leave that baby mm. for six months at a time. So I was like, well, decisions made for me. So. Sounds like a really cool story. And I, I don't know if people really think that the military is a uh, career path, but it absolutely is. Incredible. Oh, absolutely. It's probably one. Of, I, I mean, if you're going to consider going in, um, I tell everybody, decide now if you're going to make it a career or not. Um, I said, you know, I'm like, be, have that in the back of your mind. Can I make this a career? Yeah, when you go in and like decide a job that. where you go, oh, I don't like this. I want to quit. No, you signed a contract. You're there for four years. Yeah, four years. You have periods of time where you can quit. So you have a window of opportunity to call it quits. Um, and I tell everybody either stay in for four years or 20. Yeah. No in between. And um, I talk to guys who get out after eight or 10 years. I'm like, what were you doing? Um, so, yeah, my brother, I mentioned to you. 
Um, he's a warrant officer five, heli pilot for the Army, and he has made it his whole career. He gets to pick the helicopters for the Army now. Oh, so, see? Yeah, he's, he's like way up there. He teaches it. He does special ops. He's like, you know, a, a spy. Really? Not really a spy. He's living the good life now. Yeah, yeah yes. he is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. He's got all of these disabilities, though, but, you know, yeah. it's it, it'll, interesting. It'll, it'll do that. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to take a brief moment for a patron announcement. Starter Studio is a pioneering hub for innovative and tech-enabled entrepreneurs that empowers and provides resources for entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators to begin, grow, and flourish in Central Florida. They offer open community education programs, accelerators, funding, and collaborative workspaces. Star Starter Studio fosters a community, serving as a platform for it as the future. It's the, all good. <laughs> The business or the website is starterstudio.org. Thank you, Starter Studio, for being a patron at Intern Pursuit Live. There's that music. We like that music. Yeah. Lloyd, she was 16 when she created that music. And um, so she was interning with us and she's gone on to some other things. But man, super talented young woman. Okay, so this second part of our show is going to be flying by because we're coming pretty close to the end. So have you ever worked with, with interns and what was it like? I have. Um, I loved it. I find them to be, my experience, I found every single one of them to be driven. Yes. Um, responsible. Most of them very responsible. Yeah. Few bright shining stars, um, but I really enjoyed enjoyed working with every single one of them. Um, mm -hmm. They were good listeners. Um, for the most part, they were present when they were supposed to be present, meaning they were engaged, paying attention. They weren't mm -hmm. on their phone and asking texting questions. their friends. Yes, asking questions. And, and I, you know, I, I told them ahead of time kind of what I expected. Told them, I have four kids. I'm not going to be your mom too. So you're on your, you're going to have to just show up. Yeah. When you're supposed to show up. Yeah. Um, and not to me. I said, I'm not going to chase you. Um, you let me know what days you want to come in. Tell them I work every day. So you pick and you, but you tell me, but when you don't show up, then I'm not signing your piece of paper, meaning you didn't get credit for your time here. And you know, you just worked for free. Yeah. And that's kind of the way, way I handle it. So probably pretty military. Of course yeah. with the military, if you don't show up, they will hunt you down. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't have time for that. So I just, I kind of left the ball in their court and let them know that it was their education and what they put into it, they're going to get out of it. Yeah, that's exactly true. No matter whether it's a, you know, you're not an intern or you are, it doesn't matter. You will always get out of it, whatever you put into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So what advice would you give a student going through college now about your industry? Because we have these two bright minds across from us and what would you tell them now? Really, honestly, nothing specific about the industry other than... I think, I think my advice would apply to anybody and, and, you know, to any industry. Number one, mm -hmm. um, probably is more specific for business, which would be marketing network, actually be brave, put your big boy, big girl pants on, go find opportunities to meet people in the career field that you want to end up. So marketing, go find ways to meet people who are in marketing, make sure from 
in a variety. Make sure that you're meeting folks who are employees, who are working for companies who are in the marketing field, marketing directors. Because it's so broad, right? It is. Marketing is like, mm -hmm. it's everything. It is incredibly broad, you know, from brand managers to distribution managers. Um, and you would think, how does creating trucking routes have anything to do with marketing? Everything, actually. So, you know, there's an option there as well. So meet, you know, employees and meet, you know, agency owners um, and talk to as many people as you can. Marketing is so tied into business. I would enter, you know, meet as many business owners as you absolutely can. Every business has marketing. Every business needs mm -hmm. marketing. Um, it's always a challenge. And then um, just grow your network. It's not always about what you know. And it, it's rarely about what you know. It's about who you know. And who knows right. you. And who knows you. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and mm. then show up on time and ask a bunch of questions and dive in, you know. Yeah. Thank you, be, Trish. Be a lifelong learner mm -hmm. and start now. Yep. Absolutely. All good advice and relevant to everybody, no matter what, which is the continuous learning question. You know, how important is it? I, I think it's critical because at a blink of an eye, okay, last month on LinkedIn, there was a feature where I could go to my little people icon, click it, and there was a little sonar thing. I could click it, mm -hmm. and I could get connected to everybody that had LinkedIn in the room if we all turn it on. Yes. It's gone. It's gone. It is not there. I don't know. They've changed some additional things. Every day there's something new with Facebook. There's always something going on with a new channel. I'm not kidding. I'll show you after the show. That, you know, I was trying to find that it's last week. It's gone. This month it disappeared. Okay, LinkedIn. What's going on? That's not good. It's not we good. like that. Where yeah. did it go? They they want you to use the QR scan. So they really push, pushing that. It was right. That scan. Who uses that? Okay, listen. Yeah, they didn't know. Y'all are wrong. Get rid of the QR scan peeps. Agreed. Yeah. So they, they have made it so that you can turn on your own QR code and then you scan. I don't want to go around the Too room much. and scan everybody's much. No. Yeah, that's boring. No. Okay. LinkedIn, please go back. Yeah, so we have to go and put that out there. Um, but I think that the continuous learning is really going to be important that you stay on top of what is going on. And mm -hmm. every day there is something new, Daniel. You know, in marketing, that is especially true. So I'm a big fan of, of continued education. I find it's incredibly, incredibly important. Marketing, it's that much more important because, as you mentioned, these platforms and Facebook is the worst. I'm going to throw them under the bus. They are the war. I think they do this for their own entertainment. They probably do. They will change things. They will roll out new functionality. They will delete functionality. They will move buttons, mm -hmm. reorganize entire things, and not tell anybody. I know. They're sitting there going, hey, guys, watch this. Shh, don't tell anybody. Let's see what they yeah. do. And then all of the forums you're following and all these, you know, like Groups. social media examiners and another one I follow – and everybody's like, what happened? And we're all really just got to figure it out because most of the time they won't say anything. No, they right. don't want to give you any notice. No. So. They think, I think they, they just think it's funny. It, it kind of is. Maybe. But kind it, of is. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so who are some great leaders, personal and professional, people that are living or dead, um, that you admire and that have influenced your life? Obviously your grandmother and I guess your dad. Yeah. Um, wow. Lots, lots, probably. But, you know, both my grandmothers um, were amazing. My dad's mom, so my paternal um, grandmother, she was a hairdresser and she wrote a book. 
she well into her 90s no 80s sorry she would she was a writer so she would write poetry and send it in to local publications and get them you know published and printed Um, she was a cosmetologist and worked where it was kind of frowned upon and um, after she quit working she set up a little shop in her home and she had a handful of you know her friends or yeah. whatever so she'd take care of about 10 10 or 15 women um and just kind of kept that going she was an avid golfer she loved scrabble she would beat the pants off of you uh very sharp very mm-hmm. very sharp um woman driven um so that opinionated. You, huh? it did you love scrabble um now it's called words with friends and yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's still called Scrabble too, but it yes. is also words with friends. Yeah, <laughs> so I was sold on that. And my mom's so my maternal grandmother, my mom's mom, she was incredibly brave. She actually had ten children. Oh my god. Mine she, too. Oh my god. Ten, ten children. Kids. My mom was number nine of ten. And when my mom was four, so the youngest was two years old. Um, their father died. So oh. she became a single mom with 10 kids. Um, mm. At this time, the oldest one or two were, you know, 18, 19, 20, um, and adults on their own, but still, that's a lot of kids that is. to manage. And they were on a farm in, in Ohio. Um, so she, and at the time, she didn't work. So she had to find ways no, to. No, she worked. She had 10 kids. She, right. She didn't have yeah. employment. Right. right? Yeah. So, you know, grandpa did that. And yeah. um, he he passed away of a heart attack, and um, she kept those kids clothed and going to school, and um, you know did all of it and pushed them and pushed them and pushed them. And um, I I hope they took care of her. They did. They still do. Oh, no. yeah. So we we still get together and talk about grandma all the time. So she she did. Um, That's super. Cool. She was a a serious workhorse. She worked even into well into retirement. There was always something to do. She had a green thumb and she had the most beautiful plants and gardens and she didn't matter. She worked from sunup to sundown every day, all day. I mean, there's only so many times you can wipe the counter, but she did it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So what was both of your grandmother's name? My dad's mom, her name was Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's mom's name is Mary. Very nice. Nice. Nice traditional name. Yes. All right. So how would somebody get in touch with you, Trish? What is your website? Tell us again. Tell us if you want to share your phone number. So if any of our listeners are interested, they can get in touch with you. So my um, my website is tridentorlando.com. Okay. So you can, can go on my website and you can take a look at that. My phone number is on there as well. Um, Texting me or emailing me is a great way to reach me. So Trish at tridentorlando.com is an email address you can reach me at. My phone number is 863-899-3703. Brave woman, giving now, herself. I will, do not call me to sell me insurance, please, okay. or a warranty for my car. Uh, but text messaging is the best. So if you actually want me to pick up the phone, just shoot me a text. Tell me who you are. Um, let me know what's about business and not selling me insurance and I'll get right back to you. Okay, so it is time for us to do our transition.
All right. So thank you, Q. He is our station manager. We love being at Valencia College. We love being at the school. It's the East Campus with the radio program here, the broadcasting program. And we have a great atmosphere. And Hernando got to go meet Lacey upstairs, part of the staff. She was very helpful to us. So we enjoy being in here with this great equipment. So shout outs. Trish, who's your shout out for? My shout out is for all the members and board members for the Florida Association of Veteran-Owned Businesses. I'm my friends, my buddies in the Space Coast, Max Sasser, Karen Gregory uh, here in Orlando, um, John Burns, Tom Hewitt, Michael Waldrop, uh, Jeremy Sausage, sausage Shack, uh, Chris Buxton for the Sausage Shack, uh, Scott Whitney, and a whole slew of other people. Yep, they all own oh, Baron Mills. Baron Mills, yep. absolutely. absolutely. All of those great people, they are, they've served our country and they continue to serve each other through FAVOP. So thanks to them. You're up. Fernando, who's your shout out? Um, hi, mom. Hi, dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think they're watching right now. <laughs> so you got to make sure your parents know that you're going to be here. <laughs> yes. Okay. And, uh, we always uh, get parents that go, um, hi, we love you. <laughs> they, they do that all the time. Yeah. Very good. You're up, Sydney. My shout out is to my internship coordinator, Isabella. Oh my God. She will get a shout out every week on this show because I am grateful for her. <laughs> we had a bumpy road here, but we made it to shoot this great show with Trish. And I'm glad you were here. Me too. Thank you. Okay. Yep. That's who my shout out is going to great women. Well, like Isabella very and Trish. Nice. Thank you. Okay. So my shout out goes to the new two people across from me. Thank you. I'm looking forward to working with you this semester. Me too. Especially Trish. Oh my goodness. Goodness. <laughs> you were so patient. We had a little bump in the road, but nobody else will know that. And because now we've told them that. Well, but yeah, everyone's awesome. Now. That's okay. Yeah. Perseverance. Yeah, it it's is. Natural. And then also thank you to all of our listeners. Stay tuned. We uh, did have a segment a week ago. It was on fashion. Next week, we're going to have a uh, person that's in fashion also coming up here. Savitude is the company. And we will also be doing a uh, show that's all about our shopping at Goodwill on being able to get an interview-ready outfit for $20 and $40. Oh, awesome. And it can be done. So we have all kinds of cool stuff coming out next week for our listeners. So thank you to all of our listeners for watching and listening to The Intern Whisper. And as we close this show... We are just wrapping up with our last music. So make sure it's up all the way there, Hernando. There you go. Close us out there, Sydney.